You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. Checkers Podcast. This is episode five. This is your host, Superstar Dre. I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva, please believe her. Okay. And let's just jump right into it. We are here. We are ready to pod. We are here for the shits. It seems as though after we dropped our last episode, everything fucking happened. And that's just how it goes. Literally trouble in Balabasas. Oh man. (laughs) Don't you wait. That is I cannot wait to get to that. Oh my god. But we're gonna start with our check in. You know our beloved Pop Smoke. They dropped his deluxe album on his birthday. It was his twenty first birthday. RIP Pop Smoke, RIP the Woo Forever. And it was I believe it was eight new songs. Yes. Um, it's crazy too because like as we recorded it was supposed to be like Meet the Woo 3 mm-hmm. they turned that into a deluxe so right but the features and everything actually I'm lying it was more than it was like 15 songs actually what? on the deluxe yes I'm looking at it right now oh apologies God. but yeah so we're gonna go in and discuss what this deluxe album gave um Queen Elijah yeah I actually really like that I song I would but they still try to force the girl on me and I just can't she just I'm just done with her hello yes A Boogie oh so that's the song that's causing a lot of controversy on the timeline tell me tell me me. yeah they're like Pop Smoke is a colorist like how he's saying one song he likes lots of melanin Mm. he likes dark skins lots of melanin but in this song he's like red bone yellow bone light skin fat ass but he was saying that on the other song um King Holmes. Well, the girls are upset about this one. Light skin. Oh, okay. Listen, the girls is upset about this, and I mean, yeah, I mean, just because, you know, you are passed away doesn't mean that, you know, you cannot be problematic, but I do want to give space that, you know, Pop was young. And so he just we, turned 21. He didn't yeah. even get to see but 21. Then, is the crazy also, part. Also, the reason why I'm copping him a little bit of bell, like, I don't think he really meant to be colorist and being like, I only like light skinned women. His girlfriend, Yummy Yellow, or whatever her name is on Instagram, she's a red bone. Like, she's light skinned. Yeah. So he most likely wrote that in for reference her. to her. Maybe that's just his type. You can't call people for having that type. Touche. And then also, his like entire weekend, if you, if you went to her Instagram, she played that song in, in particular. Of course. So, you know. However, he did say on one of his other songs though that he would never fuck a fat bitch. And I'm just like <laughs> wait a minute. I'm just like, so now we're body shaving. Like, like just a lot. What song was that? I don't even I think it was um one of the showing offs or whatever. Oh, showing showing off. off. So we didn't, showing off didn't with get, Fabio. Yeah, we didn't get the part one, part two thing. I yeah. We just needed one. Part two yeah. was where I stood. Yeah, same. Because part one, so. like that was some bullshit. I really like the Ice Out Automall too. That song yes. is tough. Yes. I don't yes. know who that guy is, but he is I liked him. Yeah. A lot. 
Paranoia. We missed um, Pusha T, T Queen. You got pushed off the song. <laughs> yeah, the T Queen got pushed off the song. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it would have made me feel any differently about the song in any type of way. Absolutely. But definitely, they put Cowboy and Burner Boy back on the deluxe with their on the songs that they were originally on. Yeah. That's a big gag. Um, but overall, I did enjoy the deluxe project. It was a quality project. Very much so. It feels like this should have been his album, but who am I to judge? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? Let's talk about how Brianna Taylor, her um, petition on Change.com, broke records. Mm-hmm. So there's over 10 million signatures, and it's like the second most signed um, petition on the site's history. Like, it's the biggest thing. And yet those three white men are still not arrested. I was mm. just about to say that. So, it's a crazy world we live in. But continue to run that up. Continue to sign um, until we get arrested. Something to add on to that as well. I love the fact that NBA... So, the NBA has started their little bubble league or whatever. Mm. Playing in a bubble. They've been doing scrimmages. And a lot of the NBA players in their press conferences... Just, they just keep saying her name. Yeah, and I really, LeBron James. Yeah, and I really love that. That's really dope. So we just need to keep saying her name. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they're using, you know, sports as a platform, as a vehicle to really keep this message alive. So that's really dope and great. Absolutely. Um, also, another update, Tamar Braxton. So as we mentioned last week on the episode, she was unconscious. They mm-hmm. found her unconscious and they rushed her to the hospital. She gained consciousness. Mm-hmm. So that's the first part of the good news. Um, what's a little tacky is um, WeTV, who we told you, they were the ones who um, basically tapped into this part of her life that basically just had her going downhill mm-hmm. to ultimately like try to commit suicide. They're continuing with the show. I was just about to say, I was catching up on Marriage Boot Camp, and then it was a preview it was a first look into Tamar's Get show. Yes. And honestly, it's it was very eerie. I watched it. The preview? Yes. I'm not watching it. But it was so eerie because in the preview, in the preview, she's setting the scene of, of about why she's doing this docuseries, essentially, right? right? And so she's in a meeting with Mona Scott Young. Oh. Oh, my God. That's the devil. <laughs> that was the meeting with the devil. Anywho, so they're having this conversation about, you know, her, Tamar... The reoccurring message throughout the entire, like, 10-minute preview is that Tamar is like, I have lost myself, I have lost everything, I've lost my family, and now I'm on this journey to find myself again. Like, I'm doing this. Yeah, like, you know, and she's like, you know, this is something, she did mention, like, you know, like, the one person that keeps her going, like, is her relationship, is her boyfriend, and her son. Right. You know what I mean? And so, like, she speaks about, like, you know, wanting to do this more so for her as this like journey of healing and like coming into the show. Yeah. Okay. You know, and like it's supposed to and it was um it was contracted as six weeks of intense filming. So like filming oh, all day nonstop. Wow. Right? And so just seeing that scene and like it it was like eerie just of how Tamar was speaking about like her own like, you know, life and what she's going through and how she's feeling right. and then to know like what's happening right now in real life with her right. I hope that WeTV is respectful enough to edit those 
parts out. Yeah, because right now, honestly, I don't think that they, they should even be moving forward with releasing the show yeah. because she's not in a good state. Like, she just gained consciousness. Like, for you to release this, it's supposed to release on Thursday at 10 p.m. <gasps> like, she just gained consciousness. Like, I feel like you guys should have some courtesy, you I, know? Like, yeah, it's I, I hope not. It was just very eerie, and I feel like if, if it is released, it's just gonna... It was, yeah. yeah. It was a lot. It was, it was, it was very heavy. It's a lot going on because, um, according to like the blogs, there's like a whole discrepancy taking place between the family and their perception of the boyfriend. So they basically like alluded to the fact that there were issues within the relationship with um, Tamar and the boyfriend, and they also alluded to the fact that he may have been domestically abusing her oh lord okay yeah so definitely continue to pray for Tamar please and we TV hopefully they have some fucking sense hopefully hopefully we'll see but that's the white man so yeah um another update so <laughs> like after we dropped the episode I did get some <laughs> feedback from the plane wars portion of the show mm-hmm. so apparently like the plane wasn't delayed they actually missed their flight <gasps> Oh, no. See, this is why black folks get... Okay. And I missed the flight. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, honey. I I was actually, like... I'm going to say... Hmm. Like, I arrived right as they were closing the door. Damn. And they would not let me through. Mm -hmm. And the level of anger that comes (laughs) over you... Also, now you're sympathizing. Also, you're sympathizing with them. And why you would want to fight. But not on the spirit. None of us, right? But basically, like, when it happened to me, the um, person at the desk basically gave me other options. So they told me that they I went to New York. Mm-hmm. They told me there was a flight at LaGuardia. So I'd take, like, a $90 cab from Newark to LaGuardia. But I caught the flight, and it was a free, like, transfer. So mm-hmm. it was fine, but that's the update on that. I'm crying. <laughs> uh-uh, no. If you miss your flight, you... And no matter how angry you can be, that's on you. You gotta <laughs> to hold fight, that L. To fight though, that's and they really washed her, like dragged her. Nah, by her, I can't. I really cannot deal. Okay, crazy. Let's get into the new music portion. Yes, new music. Um, so y'all, wait. So let me just give you a little update to <laughs> our girl Dreamy Wings. Oh, Dream Doll. Dream Doll, baby. Uh, she uh, uh. debuted. At number nine, she's in the top ten of Billboard. It's a big thing. A big thing for her because it's her first <laughs> fucking oh, song. Yes, yes, and yes. To debut in the top ten, like that's a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. is rappers, she signed? I think she might be independent. She signed to Gwen Entertainment. Oh lord, that DJ. Okay, yeah. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna skip over him. He doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yes, shout out to Dream Doll. There's a lot of rappers that's been rapping since rapping. <laughs> And they have not been able to see. And you ain't never on the big checklist. <laughs> they have never been on Billboard. They've they never ain't never on the Billboard. Billboard ever. So definitely, congratulations to her. I feel like she's definitely someone who I want to see win. Yeah, she's a Pisces like me. I'm crying. Sidebar: I discovered that I'm a Virgo rising. Mm, interesting. That makes sense a little bit. So my son, I'm a Sun is an Aries. My Moon is a Pisces. And my rising is Virgo. Hmm, interesting. Why do you say interesting? Explains the whole, like, narcissist thing, low-key. <laughs> <laughs> narcissist? You can be a 
tad bit. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my god. But we'll save that for another episode when we want to deep dive into our sun, moon, and rising because y'all. That might be a bonus. I'm V intense. That's because you're I'm, all Scorpio. I'm all Scorpio, yeah. and I'm just. On that might friend. be a bonus. Look out for that. Yes, please. Um, but yes, new music, y'all. Flo Millie. If you're not in tune with who the fuck Flo Millie is, you need Could to you get the fuck who this in woman tune. Is? Because like I've been seeing all over Twitter, Flo Millie, Flo Millie, Flo Millie. Yes. Okay. I guns. Think... I'm seeing guns like in fucking um cup holders in the car. It's like <laughs> what? She is like she's the she is a rapper. I believe she's from like Alabama. She's somewhere in like the deep south. Oh, I first heard her music though on an episode of Insecure. I just can't think of it. Um, but, and I just added her song cause I was like, oh, this shit is like popping. Um, but she is a rapper. It's trap music. I'm not going to lie. She's like the breed of like, I don't know if you listen to like Rico Nasty or like. Oh, fuck about Rico Nasty. Well, that's how she kind of sounds like the little like drill, like rap with a tad bit screaming, but like, <laughs> but, um, I guess one of her songs went viral. I don't know. Two of her songs went viral on TikTok. Mm. TikTok is still taking all your information. The China, never mind. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> don't even care, so oh it just God. doesn't even matter. But she released her mixtape called "Ho." Why is you here? Mm-mm. And y'all, you know, I love all that ratchet shit. Mm-mm. Okay, and so she has right now the leading song that seems to be is a week. She has a really nice video, and honestly, I think um it's a flip on SWV week. Okay. Um, it doesn't sound nothing like the song at gotcha. all. And basically, she's just emasculating men. People really and have I been giving... really love that. <laughs> SWV, like, people really have been giving them their roses. Like... Sam, I hope that they own their publishing because the amount of songs that I've heard from weeks, recently, right? yes, samples from that song, Lord, make sure your business is in order, honey. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's doing a big thing. Like, I believe she tweeted out like she got 1.6 million streams like the first day like in 24 hours like it's a it's a big thing so she's really one of those up and coming girls she's mad and she's 20 years old and everyone is supporting her mm-hmm. like I saw um, JT from the city girls most importantly Kalani. she is a brown skin dark skin woman doing the goddamn thing definitely like you know representation her. like that definitely does matter I'm here again back to talk about OVO <laughs> OVO's finest the golden Drake. boy the golden child like the golden boy you can't speak negatively about the golden this boy this is Teflon Dawn okay, okay. <laughs> Drake released a freestyle called Only You oh my god Only, only You Freestyle Hetty One and Drake I don't even know who Hetty Hedy is I don't know all I know is that he's rapping in Arabic now listen we don't let Drake get away with so much that at, at this so point so much He's tapping into any <laughs> everything available. And everything I just trending. don't, you know. At some point, like even when he was doing like the, you know, um, Afro breed and Caribbean, I was like, all right, I didn't call him an appropriator because you still had those people Around on, on, on the records, yeah, and on yeah. the record and stuff. I don't know. He was rapping Arabic for part of the song. It's very cringy because it's just like drink. I can't even. I can't even. If I wanted to learn this, I I can't because I don't. I wouldn't dare try. That's nothing to play with. And lastly, um, Jacqueen Chris Brown put out a song. It's rumors of them working on a project. Yeah. Um, put in work. Um, it's mid. 
It's, it's mid. It, it's mid. It's it's not like honestly, y'all. I listened to it ten minutes before I I, rec- I came on the mic, and I was not moved. But it's not it's not bad. It's not od good. It's not like ooh, like I'm gonna put this on replay. I gave it twenty seconds, and I turned that shit right off. It's mid. I'm I am interested though to see what they could possibly do with the project. I don't know because Chris Brown and Young Thug project was really good. I, I don't think crazy. I don't think a lot of people um, spoke about it, but their project was really good. It was a solid body of work. So I don't I don't know what Jacquees and Chris Brown are gonna do. They definitely I don't know, but <clears throat> this was this was a cute. It, it's mid. It's like room temp. It's like yeah. you know, it's not nothing crazy. There's currently uh, talks going around about um, Chris Brown and Usher doing a versus battle. Oh, yeah, and y'all being disrespectful on the timeline, <laughs> talking about Usher. Let me tell y'all something right now. Okay, because I, let me just, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm a Chris Brown fan, okay? Mm-hmm. But I can be objective. And let me just tell you something. Chris Brown does not have a diamond album. I don't care how much streams he got. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many songs he want to put on an album to stream up his numbers. He does not have a diamond album. Usher, respectfully, will get Chris Brown together. Do I think it's going to be a blowout? No. But Usher will edge that battle yeah. just off of Confessions album alone. We're not even going to talk about 8701, My Way. We're not even going to go there because y'all niggas was not outside in the show. <laughs> but y'all got to stop. Like Y'all people on the timeline like, nah. Just because Usher may or may not have herpes... Y'all really think that y'all can just talk about him any type of way? Somebody ushered this nigga into a clinic. <laughs> y'all cannot be talking about him like that. Oh my gosh. It's the whole thing because apparently Chris Brown is saying, oh, like his only competition is himself and he's competing with himself. So it's a couple people. We're going to get into versus battles and everything soon. Yes. And I have one last thing to add for new music. One, I'm gonna also released his deluxe version of Wanna. And out of. You know, um, Gunna and Little Baby. I prefer Little Baby, but as do I. <laughs> but Gunna, Gunna's project. I'm fucking with a few of the songs off the off of the deluxe. Definitely 200 for lunch. That's a good one. And the song with Future and Young Thug. That's all I have to add. That's hearing new music. Tap in. Okay, and now let's get into the big tech portion of the show. This is where we talk about everything current. Okay. And first of all, I just have to get right into it. Um, our queen, one Nicki Minaj, Onika Mirage Petty, is pregnant. OMG, how do we forget that? She's yes. having a baby. I'm going to be an auntie. She's finally having a son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, like... I hated the pregnancy pictures. I will say that. She was given 2010 VMAs. We, we we all know what that looked like. It was very camp. It was very gaudy. It was very tacky. She was blowing on. The stripper heels took me out. Like, you're about to be a mother. <laughs> <laughs> a mother. Out of that. But the last picture she took with, um I forgot the famous photographer's name. But that was beautiful. Yeah, that was beautiful. Why that, didn't she lead with that? That's exactly what I she lead said. the pack to my backs to them. Like that should have been the that only was picture it. we saw. And let me tell you how sick y'all are on the on the internet though. Because she put out her, her pictures, right? And I see on Twitter they're like, Nicki Minaj got over eight million likes on a picture. That's more than Cardi B. Oh y'all God, need man. to stop. Stop the comparisons. Please. Y'all are sick. 
I just can't. No, let's just say because I feel like um, it's very weird. Like when people compare. Like we get it. Like we had. Like they had their moment, but let it let it let be it that go. moment. Like come on, this is motherhood now. Y'all talk. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave that there. Um, let's get into the big chat question of the show. This is where we talk about. Everything current as far as like making that bag. Who getting is getting bag. to the fucking bag? And let me tell y'all, I gotta start this off right now because you already know I love me a good finesse. And you absolutely do. I love me a good finesse, honey, and that Who is finesse this week. Oh, and that's what Ruby Rose did. Ruby? Okay. What did she do? This is what she did, honey. Oh you know, OnlyFans is popping. I need to get into it. Yo, every it's a, bitch. It is, it is a lot of markets to tap into for OnlyFans. Every Stop thinking you just got to show your pussy. Fans. Like, Alexis Sky just created one. The Claremont Twins just created one. Like, it's a whole I'm not going to tap into this. What's his name? Ryan Henry from the tattoo Oh, show? he created one? Black. Girl, Safari, bitch. Yeah, um, Black Ink. Black Ink. It's a big thing. Let me tell y'all something. Wait, I need to pour out. Yeah, please. Oh, my God. Rapper Ruby Rose. I don't know if y'all know about her. I believe she's from the West Coast. That um, was the bitch that um little TJ, TJ flew out and was like, I ain't paying for her flight back. Look at her. She mad. And she was crying. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, the only crying she doing is to the motherfucking bank because she made over a hundred grand in OnlyFans in just two days. Uh, what but, did but, she do? <laughs> oh, do you want to know what she did? I want to know. Because <laughs> she posted up photos that was already on her Instagram. Are you serious? That's why you have we like, stand, we stand, we stand, we stand a finesse queen because that's, that's how thirsty ass niggas get. That's a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. Literally, you got me one to do it. I got some content for y'all, okay. <laughs> okay. And if not, I can create some. Check in, let me tell y'all something, wow. okay? Wow, Walter. so. She gets the biggest check for this week because shout outs to you. Oh my gosh. But also, I've been seeing a lot of girls on my Twitter. Like, they've been starting their OnlyFans for their little feet pitches and all type of shit. Like, it's the getting, fetish, yeah. It's getting out there. Like, y'all, listen, I don't know. Andre sent me something about somebody cleaning and half, half naked. I was like, oh. and not doing chores on OnlyFans. Yes, and her G string. <laughs> like, was, you have to get creative, bitches. Like, y'all need to get out here. Yeah, it. I don't know. Erica Mena and Safari doing some pornos. I don't know. It's yeah, just it's really crazy because basically, like, you know, like, pussy selling, like, that's a career path for many. Mm-hmm. How that's basically become, like, so lucrative that people are working remotely. <laughs> no, literally. Like, y'all niggas took this work from ocean and y'all ran with it. Like, it's really no. crazy to think about. To work remote from the remote body. you're posting everything that God gave you and you're getting a coin while doing it. <laughs> God bless. Um, yes. Let's talk about the Versus partnership with Apple Music. Yes. So, Swiss Beats and Timbaland, you know, they are the pioneers, the pioneers of the Versus. Right. And they have an exclusive partnership with Apple Music now. And Apple pays a coin. Getting through it. Let's really talk about it. And this is... I'm actually really excited about this. Because this makes viewing the verses much better. Because we was now tired it's of... Him, a shit show. Like, we was tired of motherfucking Instagram and all this other shit. Viewing from Apple Music. What? You see the live stream real nice. It's beautiful. HD quality. Yes. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but this is just great. 
Also, like, this all ties into, like, what versus actually, like, isn't part of, like, running up the streams and, like, Definitely. impressions and data. Definitely. So, this partnership was a no-brainer. I thought that they, they may have went with YouTube too low-key because YouTube, YouTube does the streaming stuff, too. YouTube would have been better as far as, like, accessibility because mm-hmm. I feel like too sure. Apple Music is limited because That's there true. are a lot of people who use the Spotify, so. Yeah. But <sighs> so we'll see. Maybe there'll be some expansion. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, most recently DMX and Snoop Dogg had a versus. And yes, y'all. Let it me was turn. a big thing. You, did you tune in? Oh yeah, I, I tuned in. I did not. Well, you know, I'm, this is why we have you here. <laughs> I listen. I'm low key, right? I'm <laughs> low key like a little boy because I grew up listening to all the music that my brother grew up listening to. So DMX Rough Riders, that was definitely my thing. Like I was outside. <laughs> the Rough Riders, like, hello, I want it to be Eve with the little paw print. Anyways. Not the um, paw print in between your bosom. <laughs> <laughs> I oh thought that was God. the fun shit, and, like, Eve was a Scorpio. Oh, my God. Okay, never mind. I can no, go on for hours. Right. But, yes, the recap, oh, my God, the battle was so cute. Like, Snoop was Snoop. Like, you know, he's just an entertainer. Like, he's just fucking hilarious. DMX is, like, X. Like, he's just, like, <laughs> no, literally... <laughs> he did not like care about he just like so like out of sync of like what tech technology is so, like throughout the whole battle they kept on saying like look how, how many people is he was like what it's only 10 people there like what are you talking about like he just yeah. did not have like a conception of like what the shit was but it was great um I do believe that DMX edged the battle um Snoop didn't even play a lot of the songs I thought he was gonna play he didn't play Central, um, Central Seduction like, some sexual yeah, whatever. Yeah, so he did well, not. Do you think that was a fair battle given, like, I feel like they're on two ends of the spectrum. Like, somebody literally tweeted, like, if they play DMX while we're fighting, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it's giving. You know what I'm saying? Like, his music is so I, aggressive. I think more so. Dog. Like, I don't think it's more so, like, sound-based. I think it's more so, like, catalog. I think... Snoop has a longer catalog, like he's been rapping for like twenty plus years. But DMX, even though his catalog isn't as long, it's great. Yeah. So he has so he still has so you know, I think that's where that came from. Overall, it was great. They did a freestyle. Freestyle got kinda weird though. No one tapped into that. DMX said he had sex with some when he was thirteen. He had sex with someone that was twenty six. But we all seem to glance over that, and so... Anyway, X looks really healthy. That was... I was also rather concerned that they had liquor there present in front of DMX, but he seemed to be... Oh, he's not supposed to okay. drink? You know, he's an alcoholic. Like, he's an addict. Ooh. Of all things. Wow. But, you know, he seemed... But he was together. And he let... Oh, my favorite moment, which I didn't see live because I was late to viewing it, but I caught it after. He started the fucking... Versus with a prayer. DMX could really be... He could be in church. Giving out the good word. Yes. Yes. You know. Anyways. Yes. But that was my recap. From him. Mm-hmm. Um, during that versus, there was also um, Keisha Cole, Ashanti, what's good comment. I heard Keisha wants smoke. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, Keisha Cole wants to do a versus with Ashanti. And um, I guess Ashanti is so busy, she can't, you know, do this versus with Keisha. So it's a big thing. Um, fans are, like, mapping out the songs that would go against each other. Mm-hmm. And based off what I saw, I'm giving it to Keisha. I'm 
have given it to Keisha too, but I'm just going to tell you what the public is going to do. Why? The public is going to edge it to Ashanti just because of features, her features with Ja Rule and things that she has written on. That's the that's the things that she's written on makes sense. But as far as like hits that resonate with our culture, like the list, Keisha was. I got Keisha. Yeah. Period. I got you. Okay, because her first three albums, hit after hit after hit. Ashanti, you got two albums. You got the first two. Like you got two good. You got two solid albums. And that concrete rose is a... Huh. It's very You know, shaky. it's up in the air, yeah. It's you know? like she accepted defeat because during the time when Beyonce was coming out, like Ashanti was the only other... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say competition. Com- because, yeah, she wasn't. <laughs> Funny, let's be clear. But she was the only other female doing it. And I feel like she just laid down and just watched Beyonce take over. And now it's just like... Well, also she got wrapped shadows. up in that whole Earth Gotti... Oh, federal yeah, case mm, that was a whole sticky situation oh, too federal case mm-hmm, I, I mean, recently I she heard that she sucked his dick what okay see <laughs> no but keep it on the playground <laughs> no no that's what he said that's what Eric said yeah okay no he's messing he he married yes he said in front of his wife and one of his kids it was a whole thing look it up y'all mm-hmm. Eric Gotti was like Ashanti was sucking his dick it was a whole thing so she needs to do that versus with Keisha, basically. Is I'm crying. Is. But anyways, I would love to see that. Keisha getting her the fuck out of here, though. I don't care what... I don't care what... Mesmerize, all that shit featuring Jaro. I don't care about none of that shit. Yeah. Keisha, first three albums. Yes. Vocally, like... So okay, because what is Ashanti going to do when, she, when Keisha Cole plays Love? Oh, I should have cheated. My gosh. Sick from heaven. Okay. I checked... We might have done it, Bob. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully they figure that out soon because we would love to watch. Yeah, I seen verses in the in in the comments actually of the, of the shade room with the hmm emoji. Wow. Yeah, so we all know. Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, speaking of something, I would love to see. So, I was a fan of Empire before it got crazy. <laughs> they turned to a fucking shit show. Literally a shit show. And Jesse lied about. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, like when it first started, it was just like, kind of like black excellence because like it was these, this black family that was like the head of a major record label. Pretty much they owned, I believe, was Chicago. Yeah. It was a whole thing, and it just turned into something crazy. But I really it turned loved, into a fucking PTSD. That's what it turned into. Actually, but I really loved um the character of Cookie played by Taraji P Henson. Yes, girl. She was just so like. Like, her energy. And, like, she was just so true to herself. Like, it was something that was entertaining to watch. And mm-hmm. it just felt like the fashions. Like, she gave you fashions and fashions She and gave fashions. you fur without the pita. She gave you everything. Leopard print, Dolce mm-hmm. & Gabbana. Like, she was giving you... Like, the budget for her wardrobe... Was, was up. And it stuck. Absolutely. <laughs> and she's getting a spinoff. We love that. So, in the spinoff, we get to see, like, what happens next for Cookie. So, mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited to see what happens with that. Like, and will what, it be on Fox? I'm assuming so, yeah. I'm assuming so, yeah. yeah. But nothing has been, like, confirmed yet. But That's exciting. it's definitely, like, in the talk. So, I'm definitely excited about that. Yes. Um, what else? Also on the big checklist is Serena Williams' daughter, Olympia. Olympia is part owner of a new sports team. It's 
a big thing. She's considered the youngest owner in professional sports. Can you believe it? I cannot. <laughs> Black fucking excellence. So it's a big thing. Like sh- We stand for Serena. Let me tell you, honey. We are... Absolutely do. So, um, basically, Alexis Ohanian, which is Serena's husband, Serena and Olympia, they own this new soccer league team called Angel City. Basically, she's the youngest owner, and they're going to make things happen. So, it's a big check for her, for sure. And we're excited to see it. Let's talk about... The real big check. Yeah, honestly, like, Ruby, like, I gave you, like, the real big check, but (laughs) 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 you should have super baby compared. Honestly, I can't. I want. I can't. I want to have. These are not even problems. I want to have these. I want to know how it feels to to feel this way one day. Jeff Bezos, okay, you know, owner, founder of Amazon. (laughs) He made 13 billion dollars in one day 24 hours 24 you know that saying when they say that we all have the same 24 hours that is not true clearly you know his 24 hours is a lot different than mine clearly <laughs> okay 20 i mean 13 bil- billion not million billion in one day and let me just read y'all what this actually means he is now personally worth more than market value giants such as exxon mobile nike and mcdonald's that's gas that's fucking clothes and sports and that's food like that's sick i just and we don't want to tax the fucking rich yeah and we're taking away the pandemic fund this week. Y'all got the murder to be taking back the $600 is being taken away this week. Meanwhile, at the ranch, Jeff Bezos is making $13 billion. In, in 24 hours. That should really be illegal. Like, he, just from what he made this one day, he never has to work again. This, I can't, I'm literally flabbergasted. Like, I have no words. Like, like I'm just. I can't. And yeah. I, that's it's, all I have to say. Like, I really... The day will come, I'm sure it will, where I'm making ducats. Like, Jeff. <laughs> um, <laughs> until then, I will pray. <laughs> until then, I will continue to manifest whatever beast I'm on set. I don't know. But this shit is crazy. 13... Bi- that's In it. one day. Um, also... That concludes the big checklist. I want to go into the honorable big check. Ooh. Yeah. So. Oh, you messy. <laughs> so, I want to give the honorable big check to I Am Jonathan. Mm-mm. He is the hairstylist to Megan Thee Stallion and a couple other um, big name celebrities. Um, most recently, there was a It was whole, a little tiff. Yeah. A whole was- tiff with... Jonathan and Arrogant Tay. My baby Tay, I love you. Yeah, these are the wig magicians. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was a whole thing with them too, and it was very like subtle. I think Tay was throwing shade. Um, basically Tay was saying that not all money is good money. And he was right in that because and- Jeffree Star is racist. So apparently, like this happened actually so it's not apparent <laughs> yeah like it's not apparent it actually, happened <laughs> he posted the videos Jonathan recently 
linked up with Jeffree Star. A problematic YouTuber. He is racist, y'all. Yes, for a photo shoot. And um, I'm giving the honorable to Jonathan because apparently for that one shoot, he made $20,000. So I'm definitely going to give the honorable for that. Um, we'll definitely stay tuned because apparently like there's some type of beef going on between Jonathan and Tay. Because the real shade is that Jonathan posted, like, he did this, like, pink wig on Jeffree Star, and then Arrogant Tay posted a pink wig he did a year ago on Dream, on Dream Doll. <laughs> so, and I'm gonna let y'all know, none of y'all hair is touching Tay when it comes to coloring some hair. Oh. I said on that. Tay also screenshot a black post of not all money is good money, and Jonathan retweet he um commented mm-hmm. that fuck that it is what it is he had to like get the coin I guess I hear so that. that's a whole thing also I want to give the big check to Jonathan because Jonathan is the owner of a monkey <laughs> what a monkey Jonathan owns a monkey called Dior Dior is spelled D-E-O-R and the monkey is in his house on a leash Eating his food, sleeping with him, like... Does he eat bananas? A whole thing. Like, he eats whatever. But for him to own a monkey, like... <laughs> that's also a big check, I would say. <laughs> so, yeah. now we're owning wild animals. Please stop studying me, okay? The hood rich is big. I hate when y'all niggas get a little bit of money. You see like, what I do? Oh, Ain't my no gosh. Money. Like, it's a big thing. Um, Another honorable big check would definitely have to go to... So, there's this renowned Philly chef mm. by the name of Saad Schuller. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say in 2018, it was a whole thing because Shad, Saad was investigated for wire fraud and theft of government funds and social security. It was a whole thing. And not the social security. Yeah, so apparently Saud applied for benefits describing herself as disabled and unable to work despite publicly running a restaurant in Philadelphia, which cost the government You own- talk about hiding in plain sight, honey. <laughs> which cost the government over thirty six thousand dollars. So since then, like we haven't really heard from Saud. <laughs> But she most recently was on the Shade Room at a drive-thru McDonald's. And basically, she was at the drive-thru, and then she asked the, um... That was her? Yeah, she asked the attendant, how much are they paying you an hour? And the attendant said between, like, 7 and $8 an hour. Mm-hmm. She told them to come. Like, she told them to quit their job. She's going to hire them for her um, chef business. Yeah, making $12 an hour. Making $12 an hour. So they... They hop skip. They was like, I'm out. <laughs> you see where the bar to the floor? <laughs> also, something about that video gave me, like... It was pimping out. Like, it, it, was gave, it gave me escort. Like, it I was, was like... Crazy. That's why I didn't know who that woman was. I'm like, who is this woman she talking about you need to come meet mama? Like, auntie, come with auntie. I'm like... Mm. Yeah, so sorry. I'm trying to say McDonald's. Shut up. 
<laughs> Personally, if it was me, I don't even know what I would do because, like, McDonald's, given the situation, <laughs> You're it seems like stable funds. Meanwhile, Saad is fucking fighting the government <laughs> for fraud. And the real tea is that next summer, all y'all gonna be locked up for <laughs> false legal claimant oh unemployment. That's the real tea. So, y'all niggas better have fun now with all the fucking 1942 that y'all buying. And that's Zul. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't choke on the Casamigo. <laughs> only I'm gonna be in jail next summer. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, I'm definitely giving that to Soy. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she can maintain these newfound employees. Okay. That's fucked up. Can you imagine? You leave your job, you hire her, and she get knocked. <laughs> <laughs> So now let's get into the checklist portion of the show. This is where we talk about everything current. Um, who do you want to start with? We're gonna get right into the shits. Um, we're gonna start with Tommy. Tommy, let me bad tell- bitch Tommy from Love and Hip Hop. Let me tell you, I got a crush on Tommy, honey. Tommy Ooh. is bad. I'm, never mind, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> time for another hip-hop. So, mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago, her daughter Samira announced that she was pregnant. Her daughter is 17 years old. And um, just last week, they came back into the headlines because Samira posted on her Instagram story um, DK receipts, text messages between her and her mother, mm-hmm. where she basically, Samira is insinuating that her mom... Um, was trying to auntie. trick, yeah, and her her aunt was trying to trick her into having an abortion, mm. and that she plans to carry her child full to term, and all these other things. So you know, Tommy gonna respond if not fight. Um, yes, <laughs> not the thought. <laughs> I'm fights. sad because she re- remember she had that abuse case. For At snatching the school, up her, and she was banging her against the locker. Okay, we're not. Okay, that's neither. That's we're not gonna mommy shame. Well, not yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so she went on live. Tommy um spoke about it on live um last sometime this this week actually, okay. and I'm just gonna read a quick little excerpt. Um, boom boom. She goes, I don't agree with the fact of addressing family matters or really any matters on social media. Mm -hmm. For one thing, I know that people that you're talking to, they don't really care. They don't really care at the end of the day. It's just humorous for them. Absolutely. Anybody that knows me, they know how I am and I go so hard for my family. She goes to explain. The reason why I feel so strongly about that opinion um, and that, and that's in regards to abortion. For females to have a say-so about their bodies is because this is something that you are never going to be able to undo. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to undo having a child. Mm-hmm. She continues to say, you're not giving a manuscript on how to parent. You're not giving a, manu- a manuscript on how to handle X, Y, and Z. There's no book out when you're in that late when you're in the labor and delivery room. It's no book out to show you when you leave how to address X, Y, and Z. I would rather a teen live their life because I was a teen and I had a baby young. I didn't have nobody. I didn't have nobody to tell me this is what you're supposed to do. I didn't have any of that. So ultimately, my decision to my child that I think so highly of and that I love is that I don't want her to ever have to face the things I faced. I don't want her to ever have to go through that. Respectfully. 
she goes to continue. I'm gonna just wrap this wrap this up. I want you to be in in your dorm room. I want you to complete high school. I want you to to go to wild parties. I want you to live out these years because these are yours and you'll never get them back. Uh, you'll never get your twenties back. You'll you'll never be able to go back to being a teenager ever again. Okay. So that was her explanation as to why essentially her text messages. Um, Tommy, between Tommy and her daughter, um, came across, it was very much so tough love of, you know, her mom is like, well, how are you going to raise it? Who's going to care? Like, who's going to pay for this and X, Y, Z. Right. And her daughter was very much so like, this is my decision. This Go is my go. choice. Like, you know, I'm on my own anyway and this go and go. that and X, Y, Z. And so, yeah, that's where we're at with it. And so I guess, I mean, I understand Tommy's perspective. I think she articulated herself better on her live than what, than what she probably did to her daughter. And so yeah. that might be the issue there, parent communication. But I just feel like, too, like, it's not to say common sense. Mm-hmm. And, like, I am a man, so, like, not to be a man speaking on, you know, a situation mm-hmm. that's prevalent within, like, the world of a female but, like, I feel like she was very rational in the situation. Because, basically, she just wanted... She just wanted to make sure that the daughter wasn't um, just jumping into something and not being rational. I feel like when they were having this conversation, she was very much, like... Like, she wasn't to term, you know? So, the baby wasn't even actually considered... Oh, that's another thing too. You know? Yeah, because Tommy kept on referencing. She was like, "It's not even a baby yet." Yeah, mm. like it's like for me. But then Samara said that the baby, like she was already a couple months when Tommy was suggesting these things. So I don't know what's the truth, what's the lie. Yeah, but but for me, like the conversation of abortion, like I think it definitely depends on like how far along you are. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, oh, the next day, when you could just take a plan B, and even if you're further along, where it's not even considered a fetus yet, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like it's totally fine. Like, you didn't kill a human being, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, so I think it depends on, like, where you are in the conversation. Yeah. It seemed that she wasn't that far along, according to Tommy. Yeah. But I think she was actually absolutely right like she was absolutely correct in like how she was perceiving everything and how she wanted her to actually like enjoy her youth because mm-hmm. oftentimes like I went to a high school Clinton High School Ooh. where there were there was actually like a daycare in the high school damn because so much bitches was having fun <laughs> <with them. laughs> like it was that serious like I would walk to my fucking science class and there's a daycare in the hallway. Uh-uh. Like, I could peek in and see, like, attendants tending to the baby. <laughs> attendance is heavy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, I'm definitely privy to, like, what's occurring and what exactly I she's talking about. I definitely understand that. It's something very interesting, though, because she's like, I'm all for women having the choice. And it's like, well, clearly your daughter has made the choice. And so now it's it becomes a question of you don't agree with that choice. And so it's like, how do you voice that you don't agree without I don't necessarily 
I don't, I can't recall in the, in the screenshot, I don't think Tommy really said, like, go get an abortion, or I don't know what their no, private conversation really, like, got to that. But, like, how do you, you know, you can only push alternatives, but for so long, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, she's 16, 17, like, listen, I don't know what she think. Listen, this is babies having babies. Basic, that's exactly what it is. And then when Tommy don't support her and is not supporting her financially, then what? Then it's gonna be an issue of oh, but that's your like, but no, you you want to make a grown decision. You have to stand by that. And that's exactly what she's saying because she was basically saying that. um, I don't think it's even like an issue of abortion. I think it's more so if you're making a grown decision to have a child at this age, know what is going to come with. And I think too, like for Tommy being someone who went through it and had to like make her way like through reality TV and everything Mm -hmm. like she's speaking from experience so it's like as a child like why aren't you taking heed yeah and let me tell you something I got a couple of friends that have kids and we are in our 20s right and they have kids and you know they still want to go out and live their life but guess what you raising a kid yeah and you know especially if you're not with the father of, of the child which you're probably not you know, it becomes another thing. Like, not everybody has that luxury of having the dependable baby father that you could call up and be like, come take Junior. Yeah, yeah, like, come pick him up right now because I'm outside with the girls. Like, right. shooting dice. <laughs> like, I'm you know? Dice. You know? Not everybody has that luxury, too. And so you miss out on a lot of things. And just speaking with my different friends who have kids, like, sometimes they like, damn, like, you know, I feel like I'm missing out, like, on shit. Even though, you know, I'm doing regular shit, like, going out, partying. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. let's dive deeper. So, I am the product of someone who had a child fairly young. Mm-hmm. I'm the firstborn. My mom had me at 25. Okay. But so, it's not too young. It's not too young. Like that. I feel like at 25, like, me specifically, like, that's when I started, like, living. Mm-hmm. Like, I had graduated from college. Like, I was working. And I yeah. started, like, enjoying being outside. Ad- yeah, like, being an adult, adult thing. Being... Thank you. Adult Traveling. Rec- adult recreations. Thank you. You started to understand, like, fun. Mm-hmm. You know, this newfound fun. Yeah. So I feel like my mom, like, she never told me this, but, like, even looking back, like, her being 25 when she had me, like, I'm sure she wasn't able to really enjoy her youth mm-hmm. while being 25. Yeah. So I feel like, like, even, like, when I got, like, older, like, to, like, 11, by that time she was, like... 36 mm-hmm. like I was staying home alone and she was like going out enjoying her time and I, I would like understand it because it was like this is her like you yeah. know getting it out yeah and I feel like what Tommy is doing is she's basically like I don't feel like she's being malicious at all like I think she just wants her child to just like enjoy her youth because she wasn't able to yeah like if you even look at Beyonce who didn't even have like a child until late Later on, mm-hmm. this big name celebrity who's super talented, greatest career X Y and Z. Mm-hmm. Like if you ask her, like what does she regret? Not going to not school, going to prom, not going to prom, not going to this, this and that. Like enjoying her youth. Yeah. So it's like I feel like oftentimes people take that for granted, like and being able to enjoy your youth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Tommy didn't want for her daughter. Yeah. Simple as that. And, you know, also, sometimes I think, too, is just that, like, to some extent, we are the product of our environment. And mm. so, you know, we try to break generational curses, curses. and cycles Ooh. of things. And it's just like, 
you know, Tommy had her young. I'm pretty sure that her oldest daughter was exposed to a lot of things. Like, Tommy didn't have it all the way together when she had her, right? Clearly, yeah. So, you know, even though now, Tommy, yes, you are able to provide for your family and you are more stable than what you have been, etc. That doesn't mean that that undo everything that your child may have seen before that. Absolutely. So that's also internalized. But I do hope that Tommy and her daughter can reconcile and, you know, get it together. I think family business should remain off the, off the internet. Business. Yeah, it should. Yeah, just but keep I it off Another the thing, too, that should be said is I think um, oftentimes we see our family members, whether it's our brother or our sister or even, like, our uncles or whoever going down a wrong path Mm -hmm. and we know it's a wrong path and for some reason that they have like a blurred vision like I don't think we should hold ourselves accountable and we shouldn't like for lack of a better word entangle ourselves into their dark path leave me alone (laughs) because why would you a lack of a sorry y'all for lack of a better word I feel like we should just allow them to make their mistakes like, we were allowed to make our own mistakes True. and we learned from them. So, allow those people, like, wash your hands of the situation, yeah. pray for them, and just let them go. Absolutely. And I think that will also, like, relieve a lot of stress and negativity. Yeah, and feelings of guilt. And yeah, and like, let them grow the hard way. Because yeah. you have to grow the hard way. Yeah, you're either going to take heed of what people are telling you or life is going to show you. Life will show you. And, and life is will. teacher. Because let me... T- Okay. I, I've attended a few of life's classes and um <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Woo! When they say C's get degrees, honey. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you something. It's a big thing. Oh so god. Just let life lead them. Yeah. And just let that be the vibe. Mm-hmm. Next we're gonna switch gears a bit. You know here we are. Oh Doja fucking cat. Doja Coon. <laughs> you know, but see, I was minding my business one day, and then here she go with her little tweet. Like nobody asked you, like girl. So she tweets. What she tweeted? Remember when people said I was black when I had a number one song al- alongside three other black women, but now the same people want to say I'm white. Maybe I'm not the one here with the identity issues, sweetheart. I have to pour up for this one. I don't. What? I don't get it. What? How does those apples and oranges relate? So, so let me tell you what I got from that. Because I saw the sweet as well. Like, basically... Like, She's upsetting me. I'm sure. <laughs> I feel like us being, like, pure black, like, we don't have, like, a white father or a white mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. We don't have the same issues as mixed people. Mm-hmm. I feel like mixed people, they have trouble in terms of, like, identifying who to identify with. Right. So, she... Her issue is, like, is she white or is she black? And the solution is, like, she's just in the middle. hmm But I feel like she's constantly, like, pushed towards, oh, you're black. Oh, you're white. So, I think that tweet was a response to that. Like, she's not the one with the issues. They are. But I'm sure it came off... <laughs> Weird. But let me get you together, sweetheart. Oh, the reason why people <laughs> even have an issue with your ass is because your black ass was out there gyrating, 
cleaning around in them goddamn chat rooms with the fucking white supremacists. So, bitch, you made your allegiance there. Because ain't no motherfucking black person gonna be in, in no motherfucking chat roulette with fucking white supremacists. And they out there using the fucking N-word and you sitting up there with your motherfucking wig on. <laughs> Playing giving with them fucking, ears. juicy, juicy, I got that. Like, save it. Okay. Girl, that's why we have a fucking issue. Like, I, I just can't. I'm just, she just be upsetting me because her verse on Pussy Talk is really fire, but I can only play that. And my earpods, I can't let people know. I'm just like, I can't let people know that I'm listening to this. Wait, how is the verse though? Because <laughs> pussy talented. You do cartwheels and he pay because he like kind of hot Like, my bitch had bars, but like, you just, every time she opens her mouth, she disappoints me even more. Ay, bendito, yo no quiero. Like, I was here for you. Like, I love that you was different and like, you had your own fucking vibe and lane. And now, every time you open up your fucking mouth, you sound like a fucking asshole anyways i'm done i'm not you know so i you know i love me little baby i love little baby oh he's the other coon right hold on (laughs) i just want to educate him just a teens he was in an interview and i'm just going to paraphrase because i don't feel like pulling it up right now but essentially he said that black people can can be racist yeah I mean, he's technically right. I get, but I, I just think that he, how he explained it, I get it, but it, the Oh, he said can be? Can be. Oh, my black study said black people can't be racist. <laughs> no, 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 he said can be. be prejudiced, but they can't be racist. So, so that's what I want to get to. I'm like, I think he just used the wrong word, because what he explained was that, like, black people can hold some type of stereotype or whatever against like Mexicans or Latinos or whatever. Prejudice. But that's prejudice. That's yeah, not meant prejudice. Yeah, that's not racist. Oh baby. So I just wanted to get him together real quick. You know, the I more you know. But Doja Cat, you out of here. I'm done with but you. But baby's not out of here, right? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga has been this since twenty eighteen. Are you dumb? You haven't seen the bigger picture. I <laughs> Y'all need to get the fucking two. Okay, y'all. Oh, yeah. Shout the baby. He also recently covered, well, he, he will be covering the um, August issue of Rolling Stone. Ooh, yes. That's uh, a big deal. I'm waiting for y'all to Grammy him, if honestly. You no. Know, Rolling Stone, I feel like that's when you know, like, it's a big thing. You're on something. You're a big, yeah, you're All going down. The, the greats, I want to say, or the it people have covered Rolling Stone. Yeah, that's a big cover. Yeah, so for sure. he, he'll definitely be covering the August issue. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I didn't know that. I'm excited to see like what that interview looks like. A little baby, like I feel like he he's not the brightest bulb in the house, you know. Definitely something with the speech. It's definitely something there with the speech. I don't know exactly, but it's the speech, it's the mentality, it's everything combined. He's not the brightest bulb. He's a great rapper. I'm not gonna take that away from him, but love how you put the words together. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm excited to see like what's to come from Lil Baby. Um, We're also gonna discuss him later on. what that means but yeah, so I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm excited for him i want nothing but the best from little baby um so here we are we are here this is something let me tell y'all something people have been sending me my thoughts and opinions on this very topic alone and i could not give them it because i needed to say it for the podcast 
know that my views are going to be a tad bit problematic, but respectfully, I'm going to invite y'all all to the Frank stand because I don't care. You can have a glizzy. Uh, <laughs> a vegan one, too. <laughs> like, that's, that's where it's at. So, here we are. This is another... It's not even an update. This is a fucking development to the fucking saga of Meg, Tori, and the shooting. And the foot. <laughs> and the foot. And the fucking foot. Been so different. now, the latest to catch a stray. Nope. Okay, I'm sorry. That was bad. I should never have made that joke. We got it that out. I don't know. <laughs> Meg versus Drea. So, Drea was on a podcast, right? And they're talking about, you know, Meg and Tori. And this is what she had to say about the situation. She goes, I predict... (laughs) I can't wait to... Okay. I predict (laughs) that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that drove them down this snapped-esque road. And I'm here for it. (laughs) I like that. I want you to like me so much, you shoot me in the foot, too. She said some more stuff, but I don't really... I think that really sums up. But that's... Yeah, that's the core of that. Um... She had me when she was like, Bobby and... No, she actually didn't have me. She didn't have Bobby anybody was, because Bobby and Whitney loves that entails... That was coke. drugs. That was crack. Specifically, crack, crack cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now you're alluding to the fact that they were on drugs. But let me tell you why she wasn't that far-fetched. Because oh. here is... So if you want to go down conspiracy lane, everyone is so shocked. That Meg and Tori might have been a thing. I wasn't shocked because you told me about that. I feel like you got me privy. And all the checkers should be privy. Hello. Because you informed us. Get into the motherfucking tea. Okay? You did. They have been quarantined. Since March. Since March. You did say this. They were at each other's houses. She was a frequent guest on quarantine radio, y'all. Her Wi-Fi was connected. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the big fucking thing. So that this is not the shocking part. None right? of the checkers should be shocked. Don't be shocked that Meg and Tori was together. That's that is not what we're trying to get to the bottom of right People now. Shocked about the height and all these other things. Y'all worry like keep it on the fucking playground. We have moved past that. We know that Meg and Tori are together and they're fucking done. That's a done deal. Period. This is the real. This is where Dre kind of had me. They both like to drink. Oh, Tori and uh, Megan. Wait, let me give you a little bit of tea. Wait, 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 hold on, wait. But let me just get my theory out. They they both love to drink. Mm-hmm. In my mind, take this back to Rihanna and Chris Brown. I even did. Don't right? Don't Rihanna and Chris me. Brown, they both stated that that wasn't the first time that they put hands on each other. <gasps> that was the first time it got really out of hand. I even did. Don't. Now let's fast forward Megan Tori. Like I said, I'm, I'm just setting the scene. Y'all got quarantine. Y'all love to drink. Maybe he's on tequila and she's on dark liquor. Well, she's a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I can foresee that maybe before this incident, they might have gotten a little physical. A little? A little physical. Maybe just a teens, you know? A little tickle, right? Yeah. Maybe (laughs) maybe a little love tap. (laughs) Tori, stop. Go back to the video of her with Kylie Jenner. And when Tori comes, his drunk ass comes swooshing in. She's like, Tori, not my phone. Wait, let me give you my tea. I'm just saying, though. Let However, Drea, you dumb. See, this is why. Drea, you just, you is just good to look at. Don't speak. So, let me give you my tea. Ooh. So, Adam22, <laughs> he recently had a sit down on his little podcast mm-hmm. slash vlog. Mm-hmm. And he gave some insight 
on to what really occurred within the sequence of events between Tori and Megan. And basically, he alluded to the fact that Tori may have been flirting with Kylie Jenner and Megan got wind of what was occurring. And according to Adam22, he basically said that Megan ripped Tori apart. Got his ass together. Together. Like, she told him some things that should have been left on the playground. Tori was very much offended. (laughs) And once they got to the car... Not to get the strap. He got the strap. And he showed Megan gun talk. And that's how we saw what we saw when we saw Megan in the video with her foot bleeding in the bathing suit because he was flirting with Kylie Jenner. I cannot. And that's the tea that Adam22 dropped one eye. Let me just tell y'all, this is my last week covering this Meg shit until they come out with the actual statement about what the fuck happened. Let me just tell y'all something. I'm, I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's so many think pieces and everything going around about, oh, Meg, you know, they don't protect black women and they don't care about black women. Look like there's no coverage about this and blah, 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 outrage. Let me tell you something. I'm not really feeling the fact that Meg used the whole black woman thing during her incident now to spin things because <laughs> let me just tell you something sis you've been real quiet about black women prior to this yeah let me also qualify this with saying i am not saying that tory was right in doing whatever he did because absolute that's that's violence against a woman i would never co-sign and just shoot her in the foot yeah like that's that's how she makes her money bizarre hello I just feel like, Drea, nobody, you should have just passed that. Like, you tried to be funny and it wasn't, but that's what happens. Like, these pretty girls are really fucking airheads, and we just like to see you on Instagram. We don't want to hear your voice. That's why Lori Harvey is quiet. Drinks, drinks. And this is also why Future does not have these problems. <laughs> this is why Future does not have these problems, and because that's, because that's Lori shocking. is quiet. Lori shut her mouth after the whole Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> Zip and glad <laughs> and hello, but I just but. I do wish and because now I think now because of this whole like you know Meg spun the whole oh they don't care about black women thing now you got everyone now every day posting up a video on Meg like wishing her a speedy recovery and health and blah 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 yeah, y'all niggas was not doing that before then Lil Yachty tweeting I love you and all that stuff. The only the only real person that I felt that from was Wale because why Wale has been her friend back when she wasn't even mainstream and he was like yo when she's ready to talk about it or whatever like I'm here for you. (laughs) Let me give you a joke. Big whale. So big whale. Why would you say that? (laughs) It's so funny calling him whale. Big whale. (laughs) Oh big whale. You said whale. No. (laughs) So here's my joke. So. Cameron, Harlem's God. Oh, you are running. Okay. He tweeted, Tori saw that big dick and started shooting. <laughs> I don't care what. No <laughs> oh, like, I just can't. Cameron is a fucking asshole. He 
Cameron is a fucking asshole. Tori saw that big dick and started shooting. I was, I was skipping over that part. I'm just focusing on the fact that he's a fucking certified asshole. Nah, that shit is fucking funny. Like, That's really OD. Like, I understand why she's frustrated. Like, I absolutely understand why she's frustrated. Like, the memes and obviously, if that happens to you, you're not going to be funny. However, you're a public figure. Like, what do you really expect? Truly. Like, because at the end of the day, even when Rihanna got her ass beat, guess what? They was like, oh, she must have told Chris Chris, Chris Brown that he can't dance. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a lot of bullshit going around. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? And it's like, is it right? No. But this is also the society that we live in. And also, too, like, devil's advocate. Oh, yeah. I'm a hypocrite. Mm. I don't think Drea... Let me tell you something. I am a Drea fan. Same. Does she have OnlyFans? We need to know. Mm. I don't think Drea meant any harm. Like, she didn't say, oh, yeah. I don't think so, either. He needed to shoot that horse in the foot. Like, he... She didn't say anything like that. But I I, I do understand the larger implication of, like, glorifying... But the, Domestic glorifying violence. In I get relationships. that. I get that part, but it's like... It's Drea. Like, we don't expect... Yeah. knowledge from Drea. We don't. She don't even love her kid with homework. And you want to... Point... Drea can't even fucking cook macaroni and cheese. Yeah, we seen her cooking. Yeah. Was not impressed. So... <laughs> Why were we so up in arms that Drea said something? I'm not surprised. And then, and then Meg gave her... Out- spawn. Meg went on fucking... And she gave Twitter. her 140 characters for what? Like, really went crazy calling her all types of dumb bitch. And, and which was also annoying because I'm pretty sure at one point Meg probably reposted or posted up with Drea at, at, at one point. So, what are we really saying? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, girl, yeah, I get it. You upset, but like, you didn't have that energy for 50 Cent. Yeah. Meg was, And he gave you three posts. He gave you. He gave you three posts. He gave you the dozens. And, and you did not have the energy for him. So Yeah. Drea went on Twitter and said, You dumb bitch. That shit ain't fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck jokes about getting shot by a nigga? And hold hold on. The most important part of this tweet though was the fact that she confirmed that Tori was in fact that that, that Tori in fact shot her. Yeah. Because right. in her Instagram Initial statement. She was really ambiguous. Very ambiguous. She did not. From that alone, I did not. Uh, I did not get that Tory was the perpetrator. I thought that he might have been a witness to what happened. Oh yeah, some way somehow he was. Let's go talk about that. But Megan, I just feel like it's really. And then for Fifty Cent, she wrote and fuck all the whole ass niggas making jokes about it too. I'll talk about shit when I get ready. Megan, like, the way how media goes, like, it's you're in today and you're gone tomorrow. So, by next week, if you talk about this shit, we're going to be, like, weirder than you. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, like, keep it in the playground. Girl, or put it in an album. A hundred percent. Please. So, we wish Megan the best. Yeah, I wish her speedy re- recovery. I hope this is, this is, this is a very unfortunate lesson that she has to, like, go through. Like, I'm pretty sure that this whole experience is very much so traumatizing. Um, but I'm just... I just don't want to hear any... I, I only want to hear from the legal side. I don't know what the fuck is going on with fucking Tory's citizenship and yeah. what the fuck is going to happen. Because even Ebro, Ebro from Hot 97, mm-hmm. he went on um, his Twitter 
because basically like Twitter is the only platform accessible these days where people are allowed to speak <laughs> to be free free thinkers okay <laughs> like Kanye he oh <laughs> my god <laughs> so Ebro basically went on his Twitter and was saying oh um for Tori to shot a female while she's in a bathing suit in the foot he basically like blackballed him. He was like, he'll never play his music. Respectfully, I still hear him on the radio. So we're gonna so, go with there. Yeah. So you wrote, what do you really control? Please shut up. Yeah. So it's a big <laughs> thing. Um, you know, I can't wait to report to you guys what really occurred that night at and, the Jenner's house. And <laughs> let me tell you something: when my conspiracy theory is not far off, just remember this episode right here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a big thing. Um, yeah, so let me just build this up properly for the people. So, you know, we all saw the Jordan Peele movie, Get Out. And people made a reference to Kanye West within the Kardashian household. And we made the connection between um, Kanye and the main character. And how he needs to get out. Well, <laughs> Kanye recently had like a what you call it, like a press conference for his um yes he had a rally a rally a rally in South a Carolina a rally in South Carolina for his presidential candidacy. Oh yes, Joe. I don't know if one of those flashes woke him the fuck up. Well, he is woke. <laughs> Kanye he has been delivered. Oh, honey, he went on Twitter. And gave those bitches everything and he more. He aired out the fucking clip. Let's just like give a little background run of his press conference. How he basically said at the rally that Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. That he basically, that she basically gave them new masters. I- Something to that sort. That's how he started it. Then he also yelled at a woman named Aisha. Mm-hmm. A black woman. A black woman who basically... He was yelling incorrect facts about like history, specifically black history. And she was one of the people who were trying to correct him. Um, he brought her on stage and she asked about like gun violence. For which he responded that he lives on a 4,000 acre ranch. And he can shoot AR-15s all day, day, day. Leave <laughs> <laughs> me alone. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Kanye also called her a sister soldier. And he told her that she wanted Wakanda and not America. And he also spoke down on black women. What else do you know? I'm not surprised. Yeah, me either. Like, are you surprised? No, I'm, I'm not. That's so, not like, what else is new? Yeah, like... Spoke down on Black Women. Everything <laughs> that was done was... Not to mention how he screamed how Kim almost had an abortion. Ooh. <laughs> now to bring this full circle. Yeah, I didn't even get into the tweets yet. We're not I even at the fucking tweets. This but he is said this, the rally. But he said this at the rally, y'all. He set the scene. Oh he said, he said, I saved my daughter. Like... Shit is like this man. The fact that he's running for president really just goes to show like the condition of our political system 
and our government overall. This country is a shit show every like, day. Literally. It has been, this country is ranked number two as the worst country to raise a child. And I'm I couldn't agree more. Children. I have a dog named Pillow. Mm. And this is why. Like, I would never. I'm about to get a dog. Yeah. Because this is scary. Like, it, literally. So, that was the whole thing with him and Aisha. And basically, like, a bunch of celebrities came forward basically responding to the falsities that he <laughs> made during his rally. Like, Aisha even went on to say how... Um, like she wasn't the only person to correct him. There was mm-hmm. also a white counterpart oh. that corrected him, and he gave that counterpart a hug, and he yelled at her, called her all types of names and things, and he went crazy. Mm-hmm. But I say that he got out because Kanye later on went to Twitter, <laughs> and he went on a fucking rampage. Ooh, let me tell y'all. This was a good one. Oh my gosh. He spoke about how um, Get Out is about him. Glad you came to that consensus. Because it is. Three and years later. He also spoke about how Kim is flying to Wyoming with doctors to lock him up. With other doctors. Like, that part really took me out. Like, mind you. I'm at the ranch. <gasps> Come, Come get me. me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, that part. And let me tell y'all something right now. Oh my gosh. Listen, okay. I know you're going to say, oh, you laughing at someone going through mental health and Spare blah, me. blah, blah. Spare me. You cannot tell me that you read these tweets and really did not laugh. I had to. And let me tell you something. Literally. I believe. Go. Continue. I'm going to go. I had to laugh because like when I saw the tweets and everything occurring, like I'm thinking about and keeping my like checkers, keep in mind. A couple weeks ago, like we gave Kim the big check. We gave him the big check we gave for him Gap. The big check for Gap, and he literally tweeted, "Oh, Kim. you know my Gap stock went down because of your antics." <gasps> it was a big thing. Like, congratulations to my wife. You're a billionaire. All this stuff. Now we're and now to kill my kids. You wanted to kill my kids. And you I gonna- have tea for you. Mm. So let me just continue the tweets. So he continues to say, um. He cried to Kim about saving his daughter's life and how he loved his daughter and he loved his wife, but his family must live next to him. It's not up to E! Network or NBC. He also went on to say, and this is the part that like kind of got me, that he was trying to divorce Kim since she met with Meek at the Waldorf. Crying. For prison reform, in quotes. And that was the part that got me because there were rumors. Let me get you on to tea. There were rumors about like Kim Kardashian and how she has like affairs. <gasps> She's too also in an entanglement with a number of men. <gasps> the men range from McMill to Van Jones. What? Yes. Van Jones from TMZ? from a reform alliance so it's a whole thing about like she has these side men and one and they all black one Mm. drake which is why they said kanye oh yeah well you knew that because kanye gave drake just listen to just listen to eight out of ten on that scorpion album that's about kim yeah and nigga said i see chris chris jenna beat two times and i wave your wifey, your wifey. Okay. Really? Yeah, just go back to eight, eight out of ten. 
on, on, on that Scorpion album. Wow. That's about Kim. It's 8 out of 10? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just go back to that song. We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Like, apparently, there's another song with um Kanye where... With um Drake, where he basically alluded to, like, other things. Um... Basically, the streets are saying that wow. Kim cheated with Drake and Larsa cheated with Future. <laughs> and Larsa was also mentioned in the tweets with a thinking face. Well, we know Larsa is. Larsa gets around. Okay. <laughs> the Calabasas town. Yeah, so apparently Drake has a song called When to Say When. And he says, and I got your girl on the second floor yeah, begging that's... me to put it in. And it's not because of all the money that you wouldn't spend. It's not because I set it up to try and get revenge. It's because you niggas insecure. You ain't made men. It's because even though you hate on me, we stay friends. It's because you niggas never learn when to say when. People are alluding to the fact that he was talking about Kim in that verse. He's a petty man, so. Yes. But it's also a lot of other things. But this is also coming from the same man, Kanye. You made a whole song, You're Such a Fucking Ho. I love it. Yes. You know what it was when it signed up. Okay. He absolutely did. And people are also saying that there's this, like, theory that... Um, Kim slept with Drake and Larsa slept with Future and how like his well, no no wait well we know that Larsa did sleep with Future okay. because Future told us okay. many of times okay continue <laughs> so yeah his tweets about like his kids not doing Playboy and X Y and Z came from Larsa she recently posted a picture with her daughter and her daughter was in a very skimpy Lingerie. Scantily clad. Keep in mind, her daughter is 12 years old. And Lovely. Yeah. We love that. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, so people were talking that... So basically, Larsa posted a photo on Instagram of her 12-year-old daughter. Basically saying, like, twinning. And people were up in arms because the daughter was in, like, a... I want to say it's bikini, but it's also like a thong. It's giving teeny kini. Teeny kini, as mm-hmm. AJ the Diva says. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not really appropriate to a 12-year-old. Yeah. So Kanye have been like combating this. Larsa girl, we know you. Yeah. And we know your body. So Count. it's a whole thing in regards to that. And um, it's just like a lot going on surrounding Kanye. But the main issue is his mental stability. Kanye did this for two for two days straight. Yeah. He did his first rant. He went back. He ended the rant with, now let me focus on the music. He was supposed to put out a project on Friday. He didn't. But we knew that that wasn't going to happen. But whatever. Yeah. Then he deletes all those tweets and comes back the next day with another series of tweets. My, we didn't even touch on the fact that he called, he said, Chris, Chris John and Kanye. Oh, yes. He said Kanye is not allowed to be around his children. So we're all guessing that Kanye is um, Chris's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That black man who we don't really know his name. 
I just can't. Let me just tell you something. Y'all love to be mental health professionals on the timeline, but y'all don't practice it in your day-to-day life because guess what? Y'all don't even ask your friends how the fuck are they doing in a simple conversation. So, let me just be real clear. Am I laughing at Kanye's maniac episode because that's literally what it is? No. It's been so much content. Like, I can't even keep track. (laughs) But literally, you cannot read some of these tweets... And not. not. He, he said Kylie Jenner stinks. And I've seen like memes and gifs going around <laughs> with people like spraying holes like pussies and saying Kanye. Just leave me alone. When he sees Kylie. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why are you seeing this content on your feed? Because I never saw that. <laughs> what is your algorithm like? <laughs> Kanye suffers from a mental health disorder. Is it bipolar? We don't know. I don't know. However, I also think two truths can exist. And what I, and what I mean is that he can suffer from a mental health disorder, but he can also be very cognizant and aware of what he's doing. Yes. And the choices he, he makes. Yes. And especially when it comes to marketing and selling something. Okay. Let's really be real. All you can go back, date back to any one of Kanye's specifically Twitter rants. It's followed by a project, a project, or merch, or sneakers. I would agree. So I'm not gonna lie. For me, that tightens my ability to really be like, oh, give Kanye help and pray for Kanye because I feel like you're setting the scene for something. And he's done that before. Like this is not new. I think Kanye needs help. Yes, he needs help. However, he is a fucking multi-millionaire billionaire. According to him, he's a five billionaire. He's, he's, <laughs> he's five billionaire. He's on his rich. fifth billion. Okay. Okay, whatever. He, he's a five billionaire, which means he has the access to the fucking top tier mental health professionals this world can fucking offer. Yeah. Kanye also actively... And prophetically states that he does not want to take medication. He does not want to be on any type of thing that that lessens his creative genius. Because he wants to be a motherfucking creative. He wants to be a fucking free thinker. And for him, that means that he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Whether it's factual or not. And not... And not receive any flack for it. And that's just not what that is. Because he has a disorder. That's what Kanye wants to do. Kanye wants to be able to fucking tweet a bunch of random ass shit and then go about his day. Yeah. And then delete them the next day and then come back and apologize. Yes. That's what he wants to That's do. That's what Kanye wants to do. The thing is that we can pray for Kanye all he wants, but at the end of the day, Kanye has the resources to get help. He chooses not, not to. to. And that's absolutely correct. You can only help somebody but for so much. Yes. Kim recently responded... Kanye has a bipolar disorder, whether you guys know it or not. And she no, also, sweet, we know. Oh, okay. She <laughs> mentioned how complicated and painful it is to understand, and how protective she is of him. And she also mm, mentioned, huh? Protective. Yes. You have that man loving his life from the cameras. Ooh. 
She also mentioned how powerless the family is when it comes to his situation. And she just wants us to like pray for him and not critique it's something to be said about the Kardashians and how they take in black men with little to no immediate family mm. and ruin them. Yep, I said it. Wow. Yeah, we're not gonna speak. But yeah, I said it. You've seen it. You've seen it with Lamar. Mm. You've seen it with fucking who else? Um, what's the guy? Tristan. Not really with Tristan. Tristan is a whore. Tristan is a lie. That's why they named Daughter Truth. Whatever. Um, that was tough. <laughs> okay, never mind. But like, you've seen it with Lamar. You've seen that. You see it now with Kanye, right? Of like, they sit here and they sell. I, they literally like bribe you on being like included into their big fucking loving family. And it's like, what are you doing to actually include me? Not even include, but, like, really support me and to really take care of me. Like, how do I know that you don't see me more as a fucking contract? Hmm? Like, you talking about you're so protective of him, but, like, you live your life in front of cameras. I'm pretty sure that is not the life that Kanye wants to have. Right? Mm. Is that good for his mental health? Living his life in front of cameras? No, because he says he wants to have his family close to him. Mm. He wants to be on the fucking ranch. Riding the fucking horses. Let me tell you something. I am a Kim Kardashian stan. Oh, gosh. Yes, I know. I know. The cat's out the bag. I know. I do, to some regard, feel as though she has been protective of him. Especially when he's running around telling the masses he's (laughs) been trying to divorce her since she met with Meek Mill. And let's be clear, because we all know that Kim could get a divorce faster than anybody. Thank you. 72 days. Thank you. She's done this. She's always done this. She's been doing this since... (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, she's no stranger to the voice. So if she needs to leave you alone, she would have left you alone. For sure. Let's be perfectly clear. And for her to cheat with Meek Mill, like, Kim is a bad bitch. Like, let's just put that on the table. We, We all know it. Kim and can get Meek any man. that he was fucking some, some, some hot bitches. I don't think he was fucking Kim nah. Kardashian. And I'm just going to leave that there. Even though he is leaving Milano. <laughs> we knew that was coming. Anyways. Anyway, Kanye ended up apologizing to his wife once again on Twitter. Because he was wrong. He spoke very loosely. Was he wrong? Nah, the funniest was the screenshots he posted of Chris to, to, to Chris Jenner and was like, Are you gonna answer my my, my call or or this continue is war? Continue ignoring me. Or 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 continue ignoring me, this is war. <laughs> like, <laughs> this like, is the man that y'all wanted to have in charge of fucking military. Like, are you kidding me? I can't even deal. But yeah, he he apologized to Kim. Um and then I don't know if you saw this, but I read somewhere where he like an ambulance came to his ranch. It's it's I like didn't see that. it's like unclear if he rode in the ambulance, but they went to some type of mental health facility I out there. We are not we are unclear about what it is. I just generally that wish took place. Yeah. I just generally wish Kanye generally does need professional help. He That's does. It. So recently I saw a post before we started recording that said that um 
the blog spoke with um, Donda, who's his mother. They spoke with her most recent boyfriend. And the boyfriend basically stated that um, Kanye, he's, he hasn't really grieved the death of his mother. So we're seeing the episodes of him like basically going spiraling downhill. It's been quite some time. Because he hasn't yeah. got through that grievance. And I think that... And I can only imagine just to lose your mom so suddenly. Because she basically went on the table to do a tummy tuck. A tummy tuck or some type of light bulb situation. Yeah, and then it come back. So I feel like that's also something that's haunting him. Because more than likely he gave her the money Probably. to do that yeah. surgery. It's a lot so, to unpack. Like, we've always said that, like, Kanye hasn't been the same since his, his mom passed. passed. And I get that 100%. So... With Kanye, I definitely just... The fact that he's running for president. Like, that's the part... Above all else, like, we want the best for him. Above all... it's like, we can't expect this man to run the country... Honey... When he can't even run himself. Let me just clear the air right now. Do not write Kanye West's name on on any part of your ballot. Let's just... Okay? Please and thank you. Thanks. Like, we're not even gonna go here. Like, we're not even gonna do that. Like... Please and thank you. Honestly, it is praise to Kanye, but he has to genuinely want to want to get help. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, and I'm not... And Kim mentioned in her post how powerless the family actually is. Yeah. When it comes to getting... And it's like, I don't know. Like, I haven't... I don't... I haven't necessarily dealt with mental health directly, but it's like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, there is some type of alternative treatment that is not medications and he still can be his creative self and, you know, create music and X, Y, Z. But, like, even over time, we see that it has to be something more because Creative Genius, your last two projects wasn't all that. If you really want to be frank. If you really want to talk about it. Like, you know, like, you didn't wow us. Not to mention you fucked over everybody's fucking project on your label with them seven songs. It's not for Pusha T. If you really want to be frank. But, you know, whatever. So, if we're going to still abide by the whole creative genius thing. The genius. Thing. Right. Like, maybe they're... I don't, I don't know. But he just... He really needs to just be... Oh, I can only imagine, like, kid, like his kids and, like, what With that their, experience oh may be. God. Granted, he was in Wyoming while all this is happening. And they were probably in Calabasas. But... Like, even then, that's, like, weird to me. 100%. And, like, his whole... Sp- like, he's been giving a lot of tweets of his children will never do Playboy. <laughs> and, like, people are making the connection between, like, Larsa and her daughter. But also Kim. Kim did Playboy. But it was, like, what exactly... He also said... Was. He was, like... He was, like... And they would never have to sell their sex tape. I was, like... It's like, what exactly does I'm that I'm, like, mean? damn. Like... And it's, like... Uh, like, it's just very distasteful all in all. Very much so. But we'll be watching. Um, now, we're going to get into our checkpoint portion of the show, which is also related to what we just discussed. And the checkpoint of the week is, can you be in a relationship with someone who is facing a mental disorder? And we have a couple friends of ours that gave their take on things and we're just gonna do that let's start off with um marcia marcia gave her take on whether or not 
she can be in a relationship with someone who is facing a mental disorder let's hear that personally i think it is doable to date someone with a mental disorder um however i do think it's has it depends on certain factors like if you meet someone and they upfront tell you like hey i have this bipolar disorder um versus someone that you've been involved with for quite some time already and have an established relationship and then they get diagnosed with um a disorder you know um so i think that's important to differentiate whether or not uh is someone that you've already been involved with or someone that's coming up front. Either way, in either of those situations, I think it's important to have that clear communication, um, trust, and effort because relationships, no matter what, are work. So as long as both people are willing to work and be knowledgeable and find what works for them in their relationship if that person has a mental disorder because everyone needs love too you know that's very interesting that's a very i'm not gonna lie um this question for me initially i'm like no i can't and honestly i still might feel that way however i think Marsha made a really good point of that relationships are work right um, you don't get into a relationship and then it suddenly like stops like you're 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 going to have obstacles and challenges to overcome um i think that dealing with someone being in a relationship or a, a partnership with someone with mental health issues mm-hmm. is a constant one mm-hmm. right um that's something that is day by day even on their good days their bad days and different days right mm-hmm. like that's something that is always there and so I think for me, I don't want to sit here and say, like, I I think, hmm, if I had to put on the, the, the spectrum of mental health, I think I would be able to deal with someone, you know, going through depression, anxiety, on that level. A disorder such as, like, schizophrenia, bipolar, on the other spectrum. Yeah, I would not be able to because... I don't think I have the um, capacity. I, yeah, the capacity. I think I am understanding. I'm a very flexible person, but there are some things that I can foresee myself genuinely feeling a type of way about. Like if, like for instance, Kanye having a manic episode. Kanye saying these things about me. Kanye out and that I almost wanted to abort our first child. I'm full of boy. That's a sensitive issue. I'm really full of boy because. At the end of the day, like, I might have felt that way for a reason. And we spoke privately about those reasons. And we, came, on the forefront. and we came to the conclusion that we were going to move forward with this child now. And so for you to out... To air that out. Air that out. Like, I'm... I don't know if I can forgive that. Right. Me as a person. And, and I think dealing with someone with mental health issues, like, such as Kanye, is knowing that, like, when they are doing stuff in the moment... It's not necessarily their intent. Yeah, it's not. It's not malicious. It's not. Right. It's not intended to hurt you, right? It's not always what they're saying. It's about how it was conveyed or etc. But I don't know if in those touchy instances that I'll be able to separate or make that clear. Like, yeah. I totally understand. So me personally, like, I don't think that I can um, be with someone who has. Uh, mental disorder Mm -hmm. 
And I say that because, like, I know what I require. And, like, from us being together, like, we're growing together as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and knowing that you have, like, a mental disorder, like, that does kind of, like, impact the growth of our relationship as well. Because now I have to take into account you're also facing an obstacle, you know? Mm-hmm. And although, like, we're not supposed to perceive it as a negative obstacle, like, it is someone something that's impacting our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that's, like, it'll impact our relationship negatively. And, like, I just don't feel like I'll be able to, like, handle what's to come with that. Mm-hmm. Like, in the case in point of, like, someone who's publicly, like, um, basically disclosing all of your information on Twitter, and that's considered an episode, like, I definitely won't be able to handle that because it's just, For like... For sure. You know, like, everything that we went through on a personal private tip, for you to disclose that openly, like, I don't know how to... Because now I have to deal with both you having an episode and I also have to deal with the, the public. press. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just like a double-double and I definitely like, aside from being a stan of Kim Kardashian, like, I respect how she handles it because it's just like, this is also something that's used against you. Yeah. Like, it's weaponized against you. Like, your fucking husband wants to divorce you. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And no one understands like, his rationale as to why like, that's going on. But I do feel like it's like it takes willpower, and like it's willpower that I don't necessarily have. So I definitely don't think I'll be able to say like handle. What about? Let me ask you this question. What about if this manic episode is taking place privately within your home? Would you? Is those sentiments still the same? Somewhat, mm-hmm. because it's just like like I'm thinking about like a normal household they don't have to, like, take part in what's going on. That maniac episode, or manic, however you mm-hmm. pronounce it, they don't have to go through that. And I'm just thinking about, like, me, like, I get what you're going through, and I fully support you, but I just don't feel like I personally should have to go through that. You know? Like, I personally, like, been in situations where... Like, people have told me, like, hey, like, I'm going through, like, not mental... X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. Where they need therapy and a whole bunch of other things. And, like, I've had to, like, take a step back. Mm -hmm. Because it's just, like, whatever you're going through is going to impact me negatively. For sure. You know, like, I've been with someone who has been facing, like, mental disorders where they, like, constantly need and seek therapy. Mm Mm-hmm to like face it and like I couldn't really be 100% to them because it's just like you can't even be with yourself so how can you be with me you know so and that's something to touch on too like I've also dated and dealt with someone who had Siri had periods of depression Mm. and it's um it is very challenging because you want to help them Right, which you can't. You're powerless. Yeah, and as you. Kim said. Yeah, and you literally cannot because it's work that they need to do. It's not you solving an, a problem for them, right? It's, it's something that them. that lives within them that they have to sort through. through. Yeah, and it's also 
very, very frustrating because it's like, okay, while you know that you can't solve the issue or whatever the problem is you for want them, to be there. you want to still be there, but then that becomes heavy on you. Yes. And so you begin without even initially realizing, but you begin carrying a bit of their heaviness. Absolutely. And it kind of impacts you in Negatively. a way. Yeah, it does. Like, um, like, and, and that's not mean to say, like, oh, like, I don't want to be with a depressed partner, like, oh, like, whatever. But but you have to... Um, protect your energy. Yeah, you have to definitely protect that. And also, I think, in a in a sense of where, as, as far as me, when I, the person I was dealing with, they were going through a lot of stuff that I personally could not, like, I didn't have experience with going through. Right. And so it impacted me very heavily. Of like, damn, like it, like I, I felt like I couldn't even, and they never projected this out, out to me. But I felt like I shouldn't even complain about a thing because they are going through so much, right? Absolutely. And like I felt that, right? So like everything was centered about that person. Everything yeah. was about you because I'm like I need to make sure that you are okay, okay. today, right? And so that's definitely something to even like you know think about even like like I said with people dealing with the depression and yeah. other things it it becomes heavy on the partner if you're not the partner dealing with said issue it becomes very heavy on the partner yeah and I feel like that's where I'm coming from not to be like selfish or narcissistic but I do feel like when you're in a relationship like it's supposed to benefit two parties and I do mm-hmm. feel like when you're in a relationship with someone who is suffering or tackling these type of issues like it does impact you negatively so I I, I can't see myself in that type of relationship because yeah. I just don't feel like it'll be beneficial like I do feel like it'll be versus I will say dating someone who is actively doing the work to get better is a lot different. Totally. It's a lot different. Totally. Like, it's a different type of, like, you know, like, because they are, act like, they're on their own journey of, like, all right, this is where I'm going, and, like, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, and they're reaching their different milestones and, like, awakening. And so it's a lot different than, like, the person stuck in this rut of depression. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. But um, let's also get into um, Jennifer's take my best friend whether she will be able to be in a relationship with someone who suffers from a disorder i wouldn't be able to date somebody with a mental disorder just because their highs and lows are very extremes highs and lows especially in the case of kanye he refuses or is refusing to take any medication and that's hard you can't force people to take medication you can't force people to take care of themselves and then at the end of the day, now you're not in a relationship. Now you're a care caretaker. And being a caretaker in a relationship is very hard. I've seen my mom do it and it takes a toll on people and it takes a toll on their mental as well too, where they would want to take a break, but you can't take a break when you have to deal with somebody who in this case is mentally ill or you know, going through different types of mental illness and they're refusing to take medication. So, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. I 100% agree with Jennifer's take on things because, like, just being in a relationship with someone, like, that's suffering, like, I know that that would definitely take a toll on me. So I know, like, 
I won't be my true self and I know that I would be negatively impacted by the situation. So I definitely agree with that take on things. It's also one of those things where, you know, when people like describe relationships and I've actually been in a relationship like this of like when the high is high is great, but when the low is low, it's like fucking hell. Oh shit. Right. I've actually been in a relationship like that. And it's just like, that's not fun to live in those two extremes extremes all the time because it's like, what the fuck is the middle ground? Like when is like like when are we just coasting sometimes? Oh my gosh. Right? And it's like I feel like if and this is me speaking to someone who has like an extreme mental health disorder of like fucking but even nah, not even extreme. Like it's just that that ability, that flexibility and range. I like to consider myself a flexible person, but I I don't think I'm that flexible. Like, that is exhausting. Like, when you're at either spectrums, like, you don't know what day you, you're you waking up on. Yeah. And it's a lot. You, you really just never know. I do want our, our listeners to know is that we are not saying that these people, like, people with mental health fighting, dealing with mental health, do not deserve love. They absolutely do. They But they have to find a partner that is right for them that will really yeah, we'll withstand. withstand and uplift and genuinely support them and be and be there for them in whatever capacity it is. Everybody is not able to do that. And that is okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that we're saying like, oh, people with mental health shouldn't be in, 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 in relationships, etc. No, I'm not seeing that at all. I think... People with mental health have to be particularly careful about who they date and who they commit to because of these reasons. Because Absolutely. you want someone that is going to, and like you want somebody that is going to be there for you in every aspect of what that is. Be able to take what's being asked of them. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I was say it's throw, a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, it's very easy for like, you know, you go through whatever you go through and a person to pick up and leave. And now let's get into the checkmate slash check yourself portion of the show. This is where we talk about like touchy topics slash sensitive issues that have been controversial within our community. Or this one, we just get y'all bitches together. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I definitely want to get into Jenalisha Lawrence so Jenalisha has been within the press this week is this your homegirl? who is this? I wish it was so I can slap her into reality (laughs) Jenalisha basically got into a whole battle with her man because he didn't want to have an argument with her and Jenalisha went and got her Glock and shot her man within his abdomen or his torso. The blogs are still. I keep a baby Glock. I ain't fighting with no. no. Period. <laughs> this is not a time to be. Yeah, he didn't want to argue with her, so Jenalisha went and got her big higher ups and shot him up. It's a big thing because she's currently on the run. I believe um, police recently got custody of her. 
and she's being charged with second degree murder for shooting her man for not wanting to have an argument with her and I just feel like Jenna Alicia like baby girl like you need to be slapped because for you to like really try to shoot someone kill someone like you did shoot someone you tried to kill someone for not having an argument with you like there's clearly y'all bitches took toxic to a new level come on there's clearly a deeper issue occurring with Janelisha you're sick and I definitely want her to seek the proper help to get where she needs to be mentally because clearly she's facing some sort of an issue I cannot I cannot I cannot I cannot yeah and this like eerily comes full circle to the whole Meg and Drea and that whole situation it just it's it's a big thing it's definitely a big thing um also in the news is Grace for those of you who don't know Grace was recently arrested in Michigan She's, I believe, 15 years old, and she's currently, like, a high school student. I believe she goes to, like, Grave Grove High School in Michigan, and she was arrested. She's an IEP student. What does IEP stand for? Individualized Education Plan. Yeah, she's an IEP student, and she was arrested because she failed to complete her homework. And I can... It's a big thing. Like, people are saying, like, why is she being arrested? Like, she is no threat to society. Why is this happening? And um, I just want you to unpack, like, the IEP students and, like, what they yeah. face within New York City. Essentially, IEP is um, another term of what we call special education. Yeah, so, yeah. they require... They go through an evaluation of um, whether it's behavior management or academic related, and they get additional support. So whether that can be occupational therapy, speech therapy, read um, extra help in reading, writing, math, whatever the, the core subjects the are. Possibilities are endless. Yeah, and even um, counseling is also included in into that, um, and so. Essentially, IEP is to support student success and development Not within the education system. Unfortunately, what we know is, especially I've done a lot of work in researching education and um, education policy in New York City, is that we know that students with an IEP often get suspended at a much higher rate than students that are labeled gen ed. Um, I can... I can go on and on about this, but I'm going to deduce that the reason is is because a lot of kids with IP are often linked with behavior. It's not necessarily just strictly academics. A lot of it is linked to behavior. So they can simply have an attitude. They can simply have an attitude. Or they can simply be disruptive in class, or maybe they're a little bit more active than your average student in the classroom. And it's IP. That, that That makes them subject to an evaluation, which makes them subject to getting on this IEP program and then the the results are endless. This Grace's story it's is what unique. we Grace's story is literally what we call school to prison pipeline. Oh. This is how you push kids out of education. This is how you push kids out of school into the criminal justice system. Oh my god. By doing things like this. So even 
a sense of, um, depending on the type of school that, that you're in, a simple fight can be a fucking first degree charge of like a violent offense. Really? Yeah, depending on the school. Like, it's yeah. it's it's crazy. Like, even so much as maybe you're joking around and you snatch your friend's hat, that can be theft. Wow. Like, education is is very complex like that. So, and, and so, this right here, especially being a black girl, black girls are also very pushed out from education due to attitude and... Just um, appearance and, and appearing to look older than what they are. Oh, wow. It's very layered. Oh, my gosh. You know, and so Grace's story, well, I have never, ever heard of a child being arrested for not completing a Failure work, complete a homework assignment. It's also, it's just, unfortunately, it's not surprising. It's not surprising. Scary. Working in education, it's uh, scary. Let me tell you from a personal tip, like I, like when I um entered freshman year, I did have an incident where, like, when I entered freshman year, there was a, sh- it was around the time when AIM mm. was like on the rise, a big thing. Yeah, and basically, like, I had an incident with a fellow classmate where I don't even know like what took place, but basically, like, um. I was in, like, I want to say, like, conflict with a couple females. And, you know, like, during that time, like, away messages were, like... (laughs) I used to take away my friends' away messages. I... And, you know, like, my mouth (laughs) was... Because that bitches (laughs) were... You You eat bitches up in their away messages? I sure was. I was, you know, the person to do what you needed to get done. And I was, like, in conflict with a couple females. (laughs) Not in conflict. Yeah, and then the females, somehow, someway, they were able to, like, twist things and rework my words to (laughs) somehow... Not Photoshop. Penetrate... Uh, another guy and there was a conflict that took place when I was in freshman year mm-hmm. with someone who like I really didn't even care about to have a conflict with and basically long story short like ended up getting physical mm-hmm. and like I really wanted to take it to new heights and like I oh so they set up and you was gonna up it they set me up and I was gonna up it. It was up and it stuck. It was stuck, and I was gonna take it to new heights because I'm glad you didn't. I didn't because, like, basically, like I knew that with the person, like I had no issue with. They created an issue because they couldn't take, mm-hmm. you know. So he was I, giving them just fever. I was giving them fever, and they didn't have Tylenol. <laughs> and I, I had plans on bringing. You know, <laughs> Arsenal to school. It's just, it's just fine. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah. fine because that was your past. That was me. So. That was your past. I really had plans on doing things. Doing bitches in. And it was in to win. You had to be in it to win. In it. But I knew like what would come of that. Yeah, the outcome of that. You yes. know, a sentence. Because like I told you, like I went to a school where. I had to go through metal detectors and mm-hmm. things. So, like, I already knew, like, once I upped it, like, it was going to be stuck. 
Because it's going to be stuck there. Let me tell you. Yeah, like, I had plans on bringing guns. That's not. That's not. I was going to bring big guns. <laughs> <laughs> and I had access. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm, okay, bye. We're, okay. Call me Gucci Mane. No. <laughs> <laughs> Call you Gucci Mane. No, I was really going to do big things, but... You know, God had bigger plans for me. Absolutely. So I definitely... That wasn't your life. That was not the life that God chose for me. Hello. It could have been my life. But I kept it on the playground and I chose to do the godly thing. Mm -hmm. But I say that to say that that was something that crossed my mind. The pipeline between the school system and the justice system. Absolutely. And I could have been someone who was on Rikers Island, you know. That's not a nice place to be, let me tell you. I've been there visiting and it's, let me tell you. It's quite ghetto. They defame you. They take away your rights. They, they treat you like your an identity. animal. <laughs> okay. They do but, it all. Yeah. But Dre, tell us how can we uplift, how can we share this story out how can we get it going? Um, there's story. definitely different numbers that we will list in our description for you to contact, for you to reach out to in regards to contacting and basically letting them know that you think this is unjust Absolutely. and that you want Grace to be freed because she's currently sentenced and she's currently um, facing time. She's currently within the prison system. So we definitely want you all to reach out. There's a couple couple different numbers. Um, you can call Judge Mary Ellen Brennan Tuesday and Thursday. The number is 248-858-0355. This is Tuesday and Thursday. You can call her between 8.30 and 4.30 p.m. And basically demand justice for Grace. You can also call 248-858-3183 Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. From 8.30 to 4.30 to demand justice for Grace, who was wrongfully incarcerated, and basically demand justice for her. Yes, y'all. That will also be noted within our description. Absolutely. Definitely be sure to pull that number. And so lastly, to close out, like, this is, I don't even, this is, this gross. is to check yourself. Gross, my ghost. It's gross. And I'm out in all y'all nasty ass niggas. Please. Period. Please. Okay, so I woke up one day. Um, and I get a DM and they're like, have you seen this page? And I'm like, what is this page? And I go to it and it's called Speak Up SUNY on Instagram. Oh my gosh. And it's not affiliated with SUNY or CUNY, but it is a page for helping survivors share their stories. I have a stomachache. It is 100% anonymous and confidential. And so I'm scrolling through and it's all these stories of, you know, predominantly women sharing the experience of sexual assault on a SUNY or CUNY campus. What's most alarming is that out of the 34 posts, over half of them belong to the SUNY Albany campus. Terrible. Most specifically, the Greek organization. Ooh. Specifically, Black Greek organizations. Okay, don't get too specific. No, I no, I have to. Oh. Specifically, even within that, that one Capalon oh. that just seemed just cannot get it together. Oh. And it's one of y'all on that line. You know who you are. Oh. You've been listed here about 12 times. Oh. All stories that are very similar. Oh. 
This page has over 6,000 followers. This page is only five days old, y'all. And it's ran by a black woman. I I assume she had she went to a SUNY. I actually don't know what SUNY she went to. She had been um, to Albany. I, I, yeah, I think she might have went to Albany, actually. But it's for all SUNYs and CUNYs, right? And she has received death threats, threats of against legal action. And so she has gone through these different uh, parameters for, for people to submit their stories so that way there isn't any legal action taken against them or her herself. Right. Um, but it's just something to be said about nasty ass behavior that is condoned on college campuses. Campuses, absolutely. Sexual assault is rampant. Yes. On college campuses. It's, it's even more alarming that a lot of these stories on this page comes from niggas that don't even go there anymore. Oh. It's the older alum. Yes. And this makes me think about me being in my senior year and even, you know, once I graduated, I visited back my alma mater. And I remember being, like, telling dudes that I know that were older, like, she's too young for you, bro. Oh, my gosh. And that's not a way of me cock blocking, but it's just that I know that she's 17, 18, maybe. Maybe 18. But she's definitely 17. And you're pushing 30. And you're 25, 26. You should not be talking to her. Don't even look at her. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. What? Furthermore, why are you still coming back to this campus? Secondly, why are you preying on, on young ass women? You have a little sister. You have a niece. You have female cousins. You have young cousins. And this predatory behavior—it's sick on like. It's disgusting. It's literally gross. It's literally oh, like, and these are the same niggas that love their mothers. They love every female in their world. They love every female in their life, but they think it's okay to coerce, to and drug, on. to prey on young women that are not in their family. And that is sick in the fucking mind of me. Like, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. Let me tell you. It's I've... even more sick to see y'all women, some of y'all women who are friends with these niggas. Ooh. Talking about, he never did that to me. He's a good man. Shut the fuck up. Are you laying down with him? Do you know what he's doing behind closed doors? I'm sure you've seen him. I'm sure you've seen him. Because I've definitely... First of all, I'm sure that he felt up on you before. But, you know, you just wiped it. But you just played off like, oh, that's just my friend. He's drunk. Yeah. Let's really talk about it. It's even more crazy to see that these Greek organizations not speak out about these accusations. How are you holding these people accountable? Allegations are not like it, it's just really crazy because everyone's like, "How you know if it's true?" Who gives a fuck? Why does one person on your line have twelve accusations? One person. One person that you cross. Females. But let me tell you, I've definitely seen like during my college tenure, <laughs> as I went up from freshman to sophomore to junior to senior, I've definitely seen the older heads have like events and different things invite the freshmen get them drunk and it gets very neaky it definitely does and like as someone who has like two younger sisters it definitely does rub me the wrong way because like from what I've seen like it's been just it's like a free for all but it's also like a first take 
Because it's like you have these freshmen that come up. They're fresh out of high school. Don't know shit. Most of which they're sheltered. It's like throughout their whole like high school career, like they go to school and they come home. They go to school and they come home. Yeah, like the most they went to is a fucking sweet 16 all little get together. Or the graduation party. Hello. Now they're in college and it's like you live on campus and your social life is what you make it to be. Yeah. Which is like those off-campus house parties, Mm -hmm. those little bar parties and things like that. Yeah. You have these freshmen who are now introduced to liquor, so they're getting drunk and things like that for the first time. Yeah. And you have these older men who are taking advantage. Yeah. So I definitely do feel like the SUNY system, not to blame it on the SUNY system, because there is an issue that lives with... It is an issue that lives within that SUNY system, though. There is. But there's also an issue that lives within those seniors who don't see anything wrong with what they're doing. Sick ass You know, because especially like my junior year, I think that was the first year where I was able to see like those super seniors actually try to like take advantage of those freshmen who were coming in after getting them drunk. You know, so nasty, and nasty. it sounds crazy as like a buy, but then again, too, like you don't exactly know like yeah. how someone's mental capacity is. But I definitely do think like the SUNY system do, needs to do a better job of protecting the freshmen, and they do have like orientation and things like that. But I don't think they do a good job of protecting the youth. <laughs> Um, let me tell you something. I'm working as I was a actual employee of the campus because of the job that I had. Right. Um, and so we had to do a Title IX training, right? And so in my Title IX training, they, they, um, I was essentially a mandated reporter. So if someone came to me and could, even if that was my best friend and she told me like I was assaulted, blah blah, I was a mandated reporter to report that incident, right? And so, going through the training, they're explaining, like, yeah, you know, and this is at my alma mater. I don't know if this is the same procedure at uh, elsewhere, but they basically explain how, you know, essentially, once a report is made, the accommodations is around the person who reported. So, as a young woman... If I report, hey, I may have been sexually assaulted or harassed by X, Y, and Z. Right. They will then change my class schedule. They will then change my dorm. They will then change anything around my motherfucking life on campus to to make sure that I avoid interacting with this person. And for me, I had a problem with that. Because why do I need to change my whole entire existence with a person that assaulted me. Ooh, that makes sense. That doesn't make... Like, for me, I'm like, what a weird... Where's that logic? Like, no. I should have to change my fucking class schedule and my fucking dorm or whatever it is because I... Like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I think it does kind of make sense in regards to, like, it's to protect you and you're the one who reached out so you're the one seeking protectance. You know, so it's like we're gonna. I may have been seeking justice. You're seeking justice, so we're gonna change your your life basically to protect you from seeing that person from that trauma. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that because in my thing is that if you live in a home, you get robbed. Ooh. 
you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get no home. This is true. Right? And so, honestly, this whole thing is, like, very much so... It's just fucking nasty. It's just nasty, like, the silence of people. Yeah. To that, like, I follow a lot of UA people on Twitter. Like, a couple of these niggas that was on that page, I had to... Un- like, I don't follow over. I don't give a fuck if it's true not... I don't give a fuck about nothing. Why are you even on that page? Absolutely. Why? Why is your name, your face, your IG name on that fucking page? I don't got time for it. Unfollow. I don't give a fuck. Point like y'all sit here, y'all sit here, and y'all be so quick. And this will be giving me tight because y'all sit there and y'all be all for, oh, let's mental health advocate and let's protect women X Y Z. But when it's this and that. But when it's somebody that you know, everybody is quiet. Nobody. I don't see nobody hit an unfollow button. Nothing. Yeah. Y'all don't do shit. But also too, I think that pertains to the black community someone wrote a tweet the other day that says um the black community is more afraid of homophobia than pedophilia and i think that that's true to you that went over a lot of people's heads because there's a lot of uncles aunties and cousins that are like touching young kids young kids their nieces their nephews their cousins and they're coming forward and it's like you guys rather um look over that and address oh your gay the fact cousin, that i like a girl you know then address that uncle or auntie so i think that's definitely something that also impacts our community and something that we will address here on the checkers podcast Absolutely. so definitely stay tuned to that but I definitely just wanted to like raise that little flag and I feel like that's also a reason why like people are a little mute when it comes to like this new page that's addressing the uh, the pedophiles and the, um, the, predators the predators in our fucking community and the- it, it's even more crazy like these are pages that are not even happening like it's not just SUNY they're, they're, they're one for Syracuse like it's there's it's a bunch, a of, bunch them. of pages. Like, I've even had like friends come forward between just me and them, who, mm-hmm. like let us know about like different people who we know mm-hmm. who've done things to them. Nasty shit. So like it's like it's not like it's something that's going on across the school system. Yes, and I and think I, it's really crazy. And I definitely realized that you know I think back to my college experience and like you know. I, I did not have any type of experience remotely close to this. Right. But I can only imagine if I did. Let me tell you something. Street justice is still in effect with me. Oh, okay. Like, let me tell you, like, my body is different. <sighs> like, I, like, I, like, I can't even fathom how, like, young women like being taken advantage of and assaulted like that and is still on the same campus for four years i don't i'm sorry street justice like if it's you it's lit for you like i'm sorry like i don't care like i'm gonna find you when you get home like you're gonna get lined you're gonna get something you're gonna get god i'm sorry that's just like it's just ridiculous and like i even think back to like how on campus we've organized about everything but it's like, why did we not organize about the nasty ass behavior that was happening? Absolutely. But you know, 
That was a bit heavy, but it had to be said. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all, y'all needed to know. Y'all needed to check in to what the fuck is going on. And that's our checkmate slash check yourself portion of the show. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to check in with us. Continue to listen to us. Continue to tell all your friends. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The Checkers Podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter. The Checkers Pod. And tell all your friends and be sure to like just help us promote. Um, send in your voice notes if you like have any topics that you want us to discuss like on the technique portion or any portion of the show. And just continue to just check in. Thank you so much for listening. This is your host again, Superstar Dre. AJ the Diva, please believe her. And we're here for you. So continue to be here for us. Okay? Game over, this is Chevers, baby. You was playing chess. <laughs>